0: Okay, so what happens when you're reading your Bible with your kids, and they're like, so what happened when Solomon had all those wives? Why did he have all those wives? (laughs) Are we supposed to have lots of husbands and wives, or what is that about? And you're sitting there like, wow.
1: Well, uh, many wives is bad. Solomon, good. (laughs) Good person doing bad stuff. What
0: is the Bible teaching me?
1: (laughs) Sometimes I think, I mean, that's kind of a, a... I mean, maybe that's not a silly example, but that's an example of the many seemingly difficult questions that are presented when yeah. we read the scripture. And I
0: don't think we need to be afraid of them as parents, because sometimes yeah. I think we, we just operate under this assumption of, I have to know the Bible well enough to be able to teach it to my kids, so they'll ask questions and I can answer all of them perfectly. Maybe that's just me putting pressure on myself. I'm He's a little more like, okay, with... I don't know, let's look it up together. And I'm a little more like, oh no, I don't know. Oh God, please save their soul still, <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> As if it relies on That's me, funny. again, the self-righteousness <laughs> and pride there. So I'm um, just throwing that out there. Anyways, we're gonna discuss this more in depth and hopefully assure you parents out there who might be feeling some pressure to um, know your Bible well enough to be able to teach it to your kids that y- you don't have to and that God is God is good, although we want you to. So we'll talk about that on the other side. <laughs>
1: So to answer this question cuz I know many of <laughs> people are wondering what what do we do about the Solomon conundrum? <laughs> well, the the easy answer is the premise is wrong that Solomon yeah. is actually not good. Yeah, he was the wise, wise he was wise, but yeah. he still was very much a sinner. And yeah. so that's an opportunity to say, you know what? Even in our wisdom, we can act a fool. Mm. And so and it did not actually anytime Solomon did those <laughs> did sorts of things, well it didn't go him. well. It not. So uh, you know, but if we are lacking confidence in those moments, we can being unable or unwilling to engage that text and articulate God's yeah. truth in a way that our kids can actually find it instructive.
0: Yeah. We now, don't have you know, to be theologians to teach our kids. And the even scriptures. if you don't know
1: that answer, yes, that's what I think we're trying to say here today: is that you know, teaching your kids the Bible is not about having all the answers.
0: Yeah, because we don't even have all the answers. Like you, you won't even in ten lifetimes, I think, have all the answers to your questions. Yeah, I think
1: in ten, I could probably get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Oh my goodness! Anyways, Maybe if you 12, don't if you don't know who we are, I am Selena. This is my husband Ryan, and we are the faces and voices behind Fierce Marriage, uh, Fierce Parenting, Fierce Families, uh, YouTube, yeah. podcasts, all that stuff. So uh, and books. And so, welcome! Thank you for giving us your ears and your eyes. I guess if you're <laughs> watching us. Um, but last, our last episode we talked about family worship, uh, and then you and I were kind of talking about discipleship and I was like, well, what about?" I I feel like, I don't know if anybody's written in specifically, but I feel like there's kind of this underlying fear with parents sometimes of, I know I should be teaching my kids the Bible, but what if I don't know it? What if they ask me a question that I don't know the answer to? Like, what do I do? Um, yeah, what do I do? Because I feel like maybe I might be failing them in terms of discipleship if I don't know the answers. Because I'm the parent; I'm the one that's supposed to like lead them in this. And then we're here to tell you to just take stop and take a breath. We're going to encourage you, but we're going to read a few scriptures first, and then we'll kind of drop into some encouragement, uh, give you some tangible examples of how you of tools you can use um, to help. Yeah. I think equip you, equip your children
1: uh really quick i'm gonna lob a grenade into this conversation real fast because i feel like in light of our last marriage episode or two marriage episodes ago we talked about how to find a church yeah if you are so if you're in your you know if you're middle-aged you've got young kids and you've been in church your entire life and you still don't know and understand how to study scripture Mm. here's the grenade i'm going to launch uh your pastor has failed you Mm. either your pastor has failed you or you have not paid attention in church and so, this, if if this is the reality that you're in, uh, God is gracious in all those realities. I think for us, it was a combination of those two things. And so, I feel like we're always playing catch up. Now, this is the life of the believer, too, is you realize you're not going to just know everything <laughs> and then move on to learn other non-biblical yeah. things. And we mentioned that at the intro. But uh, this is, I think, maybe uh, if, if you're in a church and been active in a church for many years and you're still biblically, I'm just going to use this word, biblically illiterate or unable to engage the text, then uh, it might be time to think about transitioning to another church. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, go two marriage episodes back, (laughs) how to find a church together. Again, like I said, a grenade. I'm not trying to subtext anyone. I don't have any church in mind. I'm just thinking if that's the reality, then let's, to be faithful, we need to be in a church that is a pastor under a pastor who's teaching us how to understand the Word of God. Yeah,
0: amen. Speaking
1: of which, let's read from Hebrews 13, starting in verse 20.
0: Yes. Now may the God of peace who brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us, uh, that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.
1: So the key there is to equip you with everything good that you may do his will. Now, mm-hmm. as parents, is it God's will that we read our and explain the Bible to our, our, our kids? Yes. Okay. So we have it right there. We have everything good that we need that we might do his will. Now, let's read Proverbs 22, 6, because okay. this is the one that um, many parents kind of wonder. <laughs> uh, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it.
0: This is where the pressure comes. Yeah, where you can yeah. you could feel pressure. So can from you this say? Verse.
1: Can we say that if you teach your kids the Bible, they will the right way. walk with Christ? Right. Is that something that as Christians we can say and put a stamp guarantee? No. Uh, okay.
0: I can't. You can't guarantee that.
1: Only God can guarantee Only those God sorts of things. Only God can guarantee those. However, this these are God's words. Yes. And it now. It has been said, and we've said it, Proverbs is a book, a book of axiomatic wisdom. So it's saying, axiomatically, you raise your child up in the way he should go. Then axiomatically, in general, he hmm. will not depart from it in his right. old age. However, I will say this, that's a big if, if you're raising up your child in the Bible and the way he should go. Right. If we're doing that faithfully, I think there's some pretty good like evidence and well, because we're, we're
0: raising them to go in a certain direction. We're raising right. them with a certain objective in mind that's specific. And so if we're raising them to eh, be a good person and follow some of the rules of the Bible, well, that's where they're going to end up.
1: They're going to be moralizers, and right. that, that will fail them. They need, so, they need the gospel, which that's what you get Again, you it's the Bible. not yeah. a guarantee
0: because God is, is yeah. supreme. He is omniscient, and I am not. And so we trust his word, that if we train up our children in right. this way with His objective, trusting Him, um, that they yeah. will not depart from it. That's so, the
1: whole working out your faith with fear and trembling part, right? Yes. We, we we put the feast, what is it you say? You put the feast of God's Lay the word feast before, before them. them. Yep. Say, come, child, eat. It's Taste good. and see. Taste and see the Lord is good. Yep. And I'm laying this feast before you every yep. morning. Not once a month, not once a week. Every morning, every evening, mm-hmm. I'm putting it in front of their face saying, feast, feast. And we do that with full hope and mm-hmm. full confidence that God will, Do will what he save does. them. Yes, yes. And they will absolutely. walk gladly quickly with the Lord. And so we don't we don't assume they're they're gonna walk away from this. Right. The assumption is that they are going to continue on this path and so set them on. It
0: kind of takes some of the pressure off of you, right? But there is some responsibility that you get to have mm. as well. Um, but some encouragement before you kind of, you know, freak out or relinquish and just throw your hands up. Um, God has equipped you as we have heard in Hebrews 13, God has equipped you. Um, you don't have to be afraid of not knowing something in the Bible. If your child asks you that question, um, again, he has equipped you trust him. He often, if not always uses imperfect, imperfectness, right? Our, our imperfections to draw, uh, us closer to Him. It's in our weakness that we are we are strong. It's in our imperfections that that He He is seen more perfectly, right? And so. You don't have to be afraid. God has equipped you. He's put you in this role. He's given Hmm, you, he's told you to be the parent of that child that has been uh, specifically ordained. So God has equipped you. That should encourage you. Uh, Second, you can learn with your child. You don't have to know it all, which I think is so cool. And one of the most, one of my Hmm. most favorite things about homeschooling and home education is that there's so many things that I learned but I didn't learn, you know, and so (laughs) I heard about but I didn't actually get to dive in and learn about. So you get to learn with your child and i think that is just so important and what what is the next one because i think you're really good at i mean ever since he started seminary he's been able to find um different resources and things yeah
1: well i want to okay so i'm gonna use this point that i'm gonna make as a bridge between how dare you you're making (laughs) i gotta gotta get something in here no so you're learning with your child but then you're, you're wrestling with the hard texts yeah and
0: On your own, maybe. We
1: try to wrestle. So yeah. I, I'm always a big fan and a proponent of, you come to an, a difficult text, do your best to understand what that text is saying. Mm-hmm. Now, we need some... Some skills and some a way to approach the text, and that's where maybe you grab a book, a book on, you know, uh, hermeneutics, and how do we approach the text, and what's our assumption going into it? What
0: does hermeneutics mean?
1: It's like how you interpret scripture, right? Yeah. So, and, we'll, and we let scripture interpret itself. So, if you if you if you come up against a hard scripture, then you start asking questions of it. Um, that will oftentimes lead you to a a point of I think I got this. I think I understand how this jives with the God that that I know in the Bible. And also I need to confirm that with somebody who's probably smarter than me, well, which is and the third one. What
0: about the are. questions that you're asking though? Because we're not asking, well, what is this text saying to me, right? We're, we're not yeah. imposing ourselves on the text. We are saying, what is God saying in this text? What's happening am I in I living what's, Yeah, what's is it, what is it revealing about who he is? Am I living in obedience to what the scripture is saying or am I not, and yeah. is, is this an authority well, issue one, or? Okay,
1: so here's one really clear example. Okay, Joshua. Uh, the book of Joshua. It's the book of the conquest of Canaan, right? Mm-hmm. So Joshua comes in, and they're they're gonna start they're gonna start routing the people of Can- of Canaan. The first thing they do is they cross the Jordan. They go and they topple uh, Jericho. Mm-hmm. If you read that chapter, it's very gritty. It's not yeah. the the Bible story, the kid storybook thing where it's like you just shout and it's this victorious moment. The walls fall. Therefore, when we sing to the Lord, the walls come crumbling down. Like. No, like you know what they did after that is they ran in and they killed every man, woman, and child in Jericho, mm-hmm. other than Rahab and her family, um, because of the scarlet um, thing that was hanging out her window. Rope, yeah. And so, if you read that, and, and your kids catch they say, wait, they killed all the they killed all the children, like like babies. Hmm. Well, the text says what the text says, son, mm-hmm. daughter. I let's let's wrestle with that. How can how can a good God, who loves us, who created these people? Mm. How can he go in and, and encourage his people not, and, and, and tell them to do this? Mm. I know I'm opening a can of worms here, but that's exactly the kind of question that you that we approach if we read the Bible mm-hmm. in depth. And and if we don't wrestle with that, that's exactly the kind of question that kids read when they're 19, 20, 21 years old, and they're sitting at college or whatever, and they're they realize, like, wow, it, this yeah. God is actually a God of hate. He's not a God of love. Mm. When in reality, what he's doing is... is He's he's uprooting this this depraved evil from and this place. Yeah, this, yeah, and so what that text will do will help us do if we read it rightly, is it will help us see how depraved sin is and how holy God truly mm-hmm. is, and therefore, and that that puts us under His authority, not our own. And now we start seeing God as the holy God that He is.
0: Right, and we start seeing our sin for for what it is, for what it is, yeah. because again, we're really good at you and the know. wrath
1: it actually deserves. And how yes. we don't get God's wrath? Why? Oh wait, gospel moment! Because Christ absorbed His wrath and right. gave us His righteousness. We so, have his in that story,
0: you're having a gospel fluency conversation, which is yeah. okay. How does Christ? Uh, how is Christ seen and and salvation seen in this? This particular story it's also a question of bible literacy right and understanding mm-hmm. uh the context of which it's in the timeline of when it happened why it happened the people of jericho i mean go and do a history lesson there's plenty of books and plenty of commentaries about this but
1: that's the next point that right. I, how I was getting to <laughs> is that ryan didn't just pull that out of my ear when i was reading through joshua four or five or whatever when, I, when that happens no you go to a commentary look yeah. online like there so if you just want like one recommendation i would say uh, the John MacArthur Bible commentaries. He goes through every book of the Bible. Mm. Uh, R.C. Sproul, I think, did a bunch of commentaries as well. Um, find a Bible teacher that you trust who is uh, faithful and has a track record of faithfulness. they so not going off the deep end or falling in a rut on either side. Mm-hmm. But what do they say? Mm-hmm. Go and you use this amazing tool we have at our disposal <laughs> called the internet. And uh, put your hand to that plow, figure it out, yeah. and you dig into that stuff. And so the, here's the point. You don't have to know yeah. all those things to do to find out what those things are.
0: Yeah, I was going to say pick up a shovel and dig. You don't have to again. Yeah, be hmm. be encouraged, parent. Be confident. Be you again. Encouragement. God has equipped you. You don't have to be afraid. Trust hmm. him you can learn with your child, right? There are things that you can wrestle with with them, and there's also things that you can wrestle with on your own and then maybe bring back to them depending on their age. Get some time-tested tools. Get some resources and recommendations from people you trust, from your pastor. Get a reading plan. Uh, get a study Bible, grab a systematic theology book, something that you can just that you can digest and understand and get a little more understanding and context around. There's people that have done the work yeah. of understanding the historical um, context. Um, and then again, yeah, don't do it alone. Have people, mentors, um, pastors, Bible teachers, I mean professors, um, people around you that you can go to and that you trust and ask them questions. Mm-hmm. I mean I think that's most of my friendships. Uh, with other women is being able to talk about the Bible and have yeah. even hard conversations or uh, encouraging ones and are asking them questions of like, how did you answer this with your six-year-old when they were asking about, you know.
1: I think we get into a lot of trouble when we start thinking we have to have the right answers. Yes, absolutely. So what if, you, if that's your orientation, you, you start making up stuff or yeah. taking bits of truth and then evolving it into <laughs> yes. a full... Be Thought.
0: careful, yes. Be careful about that because that's that's pride. I mean, yeah. it really is pride, right? And
1: it's okay not to know. And, it's okay and, and, and be and comfortable with it. Be willing to admit it on yeah. the spot to yeah. yourself and to your kids. I think uh, it
0: models so much for your kids yeah. because I, I think that's the one thing I really like love about you is that you've always been humble enough to say, "Well, I've." I mean, we'll be in conversations with adults, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I don't really know what that means. Can you tell? Like, can you explain that to me?" Or that's yeah, not because
1: you're stupid; it's because you're updating you your knowledge know. base. You don't know. <laughs> yes. It. Uh, I have two recommendations, though, that I, before we move on to the next piece. We're going to get really tangible here. Um, BibleHub.com. Mm-hmm. Amazing resource. Free. The, it's completely 100% free. Right. Check that out. Also, if, if you're a video person, you learn by watching videos, hearing people teach. Um, in addition to the many sermons you have from legends yes. of the faith that are you know, online, Uh uh Mike Winger. Mike Winger, he does Bible Thinker. He has a website that I think they've indexed all the just 20 questions a a week every Friday. And they're all like ad hoc. He's just a Bible teacher. And he's not only just a Bible teacher, but he teaches you how to think biblically Mm, and how to put everything through your biblical lens. And so if you go to the website and you just look at the questions they have indexed there, uh, it'll take you usually to a video with a timestamp. So you can get right to that question. It'll be five or 10 minutes long. Um, It's an amazing resource. And Frankly, five years ago, it wasn't a thing, and now it's here. And so, there's not really an excuse for us as parents. And so, if you're going through family worship, you're you're studying God's word together, and you come up on one of these questions, don't think, you know, little Johnny, here's the answer. It's because you know God said so. And okay, yes, God did say so. Therefore, it's true. However, let's press into the beauty of what God said and why He said it. It's
0: more about the journey. And I'll come back
1: to you, Johnny, (laughs) our fictitious son. I'll come back to you, and then we can have a talk again, and I'll answer that question for you.
0: Well, again, yes. It's about the journey, too. Like, yes, it's as much about the answer, I think, as it is about the journey. But knowing the historical background, knowing the context, knowing so... I, I mean, I don't think the New Testament has hit my heart and mind and soul so much as it did when I started reading the Old Testament regularly. And so... Um, yeah, we're going to get into a couple of just tangible examples, I think. Um, and they, they might look different depending on the age and stage of your child. And I don't have to go through, we don't have to go through. Well, I think honestly,
1: us. I'm going to call an audible here. Yeah. I think we should do another episode. Okay. Cause we're at 20 minutes now. So we're going to take these examples. We're going to do another episode. How do we teach my kids the Bible when I don't feel confident <laughs> that I know it myself. And we're going to give you very tangible, uh, tools and tips for various ages and stages. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, uh, okay. that's, that's that. So if you're still watching, thank you uh, for being part of the Fierce Parenting podcast. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention yes. the gospel, right? The reason we talk about these things, the reason we care about what the Bible says is because it's the truth for how to know God's will and how to know how to be saved. It's the story of God's redemption of his people. It tells us what it means to be mm. saved and brought into the family of God through the person and work of Christ. If you wanna know Jesus, if you wanna be counted among the saved people of God, go to, well, you need Jesus. All right. And one of the ways we've set up to help you understand your need for Jesus and how to step into faith with him mm. is we have a website. It's good.com. It just lays out what it means to become a Christian. Go there, thenewsisgood.com, and it gives you some steps forward as well. We pray that you take that step. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you that it is instructive, even mm. for us adults trying to teach our parents that, or our kids, excuse me. It's instructive. Lord, I pray that we'd be humble as we mm. approach your word and be humble and teachers of your word to our children, even if Today, we may not know everything. Of course, we don't know everything, but we know the one who does. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to help us, to learn, help us, then to mm-hmm. take what we learn, internalize it, teach it to our kids, empower these parents to be the mm-hmm. best disciples of their children they can possibly be, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, this episode of Fierce Parenting is... can. See you again, seven days. Until next time.
0: Stay fierce.